The UC Wellbeing Channel, your portal to a balanced body and mind. Continue your journey at uctv.tv slash wellbeing. Hello and welcome. My name is Paul Mills. I'm a professor of family medicine and public health at the University of California, San Diego. And I'm really pleased today to have our guests, Dr. Hollis King and Dr. Michael Cariso. Dr. King is a clinical professor of family medicine and public health at UC San Diego, and also the medical director of Osteopathic Center San Diego. And Dr. Carisu is the clinical director at UC San Diego Center for Integrative Medicine, and also the director of clinical training at Osteopathic Center San Diego. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us here today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Uh, Dr. King, I'd like to begin with you. And we'll start simply. Can you tell us what is osteopathy? Well, osteopathy really refers to the philosophy behind the osteopathic medical profession. The osteopathic medical profession started in 1892 at the American School of Osteopathy in Kirksville. And I like to say it's a uniquely American form of health care growing out of the frontiers of the United States. Andrew Taylor Still was a Civil War MD that felt there needed to be a better way of practicing medicine. And he developed the hands-on form of manual medicine that we now call osteopathic manipulative treatment. And uh, the profession grew from 1892. Uh, It survived the Flexner Report of the 1910. And when I graduated from uh, medical school, in Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine in 1983, there were 15 DO degree-granting medical schools and 125 MD degree-granting medical schools. And now there are three times that many DO schools, 45 versus 135 MD schools. So we're a growing profession. The curriculum of the the DO medical schools is identical to the MD medical school. What differentiates us is philosophy. The three main tenets of osteopathy are that, number one, the person is a dynamic unit of body, mind, and spirit. So we're holistic from the very beginning. Number two, we believe that the body is self-regulatory and self-healing, and this is where our hands-on manipulation helps to restore the normal musculoskeletal alignment, optimizing nerve and vascular flow. And we feel that there is a dynamic unit or relationship between the structure and function, that as the musculoskeletal system is lined up like your genetic endowment would have it be, then it's going to function like it's supposed to. Nowadays, uh, DOs do everything. There are DO brain surgeons. There are DO heart surgeons. There are DOs who are admirals and generals in the military medical service. We are represented in all of the healthcare uh, specialties. The last data that I saw, there are about 120,000 DO physicians compared to 850,000 MDs. So we're an increasing part of the healthcare delivery system. Right now, one in four medical student sits in a DO medical school class. One in four. Thank you. Um, Dr. Krisu, I have a question Mm -hmm. regarding the Center for Integrated Medicine. I know you're the... uh, clinical director there. And Dr. King mentioned osteopathy is a a very holistic practice. And I could see how that approach to medicine has helped 
provide much more support and expansion for osteopathic medicine in the last few, let's say, decades, because in the U.S. there's been a great movement towards holistic medicine, sometimes called whole-person medicine, to go beyond just the symptom reporting and treat more the whole person. So can you tell us how uh, the osteopathic physicians at the Center for Integrative Medicine uh, work there and interact with other of the healthcare professionals at the center. And you could tell us about the center itself as well. Yeah, so I'm the clinical director for the Center for Integrative Medicine at UC San Diego. And it's now being rebranded and being going to be called the Center for Integrative Health, being filled with a lot of different types of centers that we have. And we have underneath that, we have the Center for Mindfulness, the Center for Integrated Nutri- Nutrition, Center for Integrative uh, Training and in, uh, Integrative Medicine and Research, as well as Center for Integrative Education, and then the Center for Integrative Medicine is a part of that. And what I'm in charge of is the outpatient sector of the clinical arm of Center for Integrative Medicine. We have three different arms in the Center for Integrative Medicine. So we have a research arm, we have an educational arm, and a clinical arm. And in the clinical arm, we have osteopathic physicians, we have MD, board-certified MD, integrative-trained family physicians, we have massage therapists and nutritionists stationed in all different outpatient clinics, all within the family medicine department, as well as internal medicine. We branched off to women's health and in the cancer center, and soon a few more outpatient arms. We're branching also into the inpatient world. We're hoping to bring acupuncture and massage therapy, and hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have an osteopathic consult in the hospital. So we have this brand-new, beautiful Jacobs-centered hospital, Jacobs Hospital that we like to focus around patient-centered care and about what we can offer for them there. Part of what we do from the osteopathic perspective clinically is we now have five different osteopathic physicians practicing in four different departments. And we interact not only with the regular allopathic and osteopathic physicians that are in those clinics, but we also interact with the massage therapist, the nutritionist, that are and acupuncturists that are all stationed within those clinics. So lots of collaboration amongst the broad range of health professionals at UC San Diego. And you mentioned earlier when we were speaking that uh, you're teaching osteopathic techniques to the medical students at UC San Diego. Can you speak a little bit about that program? How did that start? Yeah, it's interesting. So we we wanted to like have the three different arms within the osteopathic community at UC San Diego. And so we have a, our clinical arm, which we talked about, and five different osteopaths practicing. Then we have our research arm, which Hollis will talk about in a little bit, and our educational arm. The educational arm of osteopathy is we want to train the residents that are coming through the UC San Diego system, especially in our family medicine department. So we now have six osteopathic family med residents in the residency program. I was the first osteopathic family med resident that was accepted there over 14 years ago. And since then, we've tried to make sure that we always have at least one to two osteopathic family med residents in our program. And then last year, we had an MD medical student from UC San Diego School of Medicine approach us. She was doing, her name was Sydney Thayer. She was a fourth year doing her thesis, and she wanted to do her thesis on osteopathic medicine. Oh, I see. So she approached us on this thesis project and wanted, and part of that project was to create an elective to train first and second year students on the basics, just the very basics of what osteopathic medicine is. So we have an elective program, two units uh, in the medical school curriculum, uh, Introduction to Osteopathic Medicine. 
We had three sign up for it this fall. We expect more. Mm -hmm. So we are creating the template for educating all physicians on the form of manual medicine that we call osteopathic manipulative treatment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a medical procedure. OMT uh, is reimbursable. Uh, the diagnoses of the structural malalignment that we call somatic dysfunction is a medical diagnosis. So we fit in very well to the uh, healthcare system uh, business model. I get all sorts of patients, children, the plagiocephaly, the crooked heads, the TMJ, the balance and disequilibrium. We get a lot of referrals from the neurology department, and uh, we are able to help uh, balance equilibrium and temporal mandibular joint, which are conditions that are not usually thought of. Usually they think of osteopathic treatment for back pain and neck pain. But yes. it really is good for whatever ails you, especially if there is a musculoskeletal system component that's been injured by a tumble, a fall, the lumps and bumps of life. And our work with our hands does uh, restore Mother Nature's you know, intended alignment. So if I were a patient coming to you um, for such a malady as you were just describing, what would a typical therapy be? I come in, you, you evaluate me. And what would some of your first and second and third steps of treatment be for me? And how long would you anticipate needing to see me for, for such a The such uh, first step treatment? is to do a structural evaluation to see how your vertebral column, shoulders, joints are lined up. And then there are direct techniques where we move the joints and the vertebral segments in the direction we want them to go. If the injury has been bad enough, we will sometimes use reverse psychology. We call it indirect. We move it in a direction opposite to what we want it to go to release the injury pattern. It's the principle of that spring-loaded cupboard door where you push it in before it pops out. So we've learned all how to use the knowledge of uh, neuroanatomy, the nervous system, how it works, and we use it to our advantage to restore the normal structure and function of the whole body, the you know, neuromusculoskeletal system. Mm-hmm. As Dr. King was alluding to, it's osteopathic medicine and osteopathic treatments are good for not just musculoskeletal disorders. So we get referrals from the neurology department. A lot of referrals come from the GI department, ear, nose, and throat. So that what you're looking for is the anatomical correlation with whatever their diagnosis is. You know, so first and foremost, I'm a family physician, so I'm doing like the whole diagnosis and workup from one side of medicine, and then I'm putting my hands to see how the structure is affected, how this particular body is living with that diagnosis. And the treatment is going to be slightly different for different patients because the structure is different. So say say one patient has congestive heart failure, I might teach them in one particular way or treat them in one particular way, and then going on to another patient who has congestive heart failure might be completely different because their structures are different. So the whole idea of the treatment aspect of osteopathic medicine is to ease the disease burden on that particular body. And uh, being a very holistic system in, in uh, integrated medicine today, there's a, a strong emphasis on prevention, uh, preventive medicine care. How does osteopathy fit into an individual who, maybe I don't have a specific illness or a malady at the moment, but maybe I'm wanting to keep myself in kind of good shape going forward. Do you have specific treatment approaches uh, that I might see you on a, even a somewhat regular basis. Yes. We yes. do have both animal and human studies that show 
that the hands-on work we do enhance immune system function. You know, for blood tests, we, you, know, you increase the T cells, B cells, the cytokines, these uh, cells that are associated with an improved immune system function. And there are specific manipulation uh, procedures. Uh, we did this in a study on people with pneumonia. It's called the uh, thoracic lymphatic pump. And it reduced the amount of antibiotics they needed as they were battling uh, pneumonia. And they got out of the hospital faster. And so there, is, there are these physiologic studies that show that what we do with our hands actually has a uh, physiologic benefit. Uh, it, the, the, the lab tests show it. Osteopathic medicine, as well as integrated medicine, like you said, does lend itself towards preventive. And we, we're kind of working hand-in-hand in, hand in our department, which is the Department of Family Medicine and Public Health. And the analogy I always use with patients is, is how we take care of our bodies should be the same as how you take care of your car, right? You bring your car in to, get, to go to the mechanic every three to 5,000 miles to get the oil changed. And you should be the same with your doctor. A lot of the traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, they look at that the same. You go see your doctor when you're well, and you're trying to prevent some illnesses from occurring. And osteopathic medicine can be the same way. As you, something might not, like you said, something that might not be bothering you at the moment, but you know something is slightly off. You go in to get some sort of a tune-up, and you're starting to feel better afterwards. Yeah, because we all have some innate vulnerabilities, and I found for myself the more I'm able to uh, manage and keep that vulnerability in mind through different types of treatments, then it keeps me from going sort of over the edge into more of a clinical threshold. I want to note, too, that at UC San Diego, the osteopathic physicians have some of the highest and consistently highest patient satisfaction ratings. So to me, that's really a testament to what you're doing and the value of the holistic medicine approach, where the entirety of the person is seen and not just focusing on a a simple symptom at at a single clinic visit. We have uh, a practice model. Our patient appointments are usually 30 minutes. And the very nature of osteopathic medical treatment is you touch the patient. There's something to be said for just the touch itself. And then when you actually restore the optimal structure of the musculoskeletal system, everything works right. Uh, I do the form of manipulation called the cranial manipulation, where you are working to get the head positioned on top of the vertebral column in a balanced way. And so the vision, hearing, balance, all of these uh, functions that have their sensory and functional centers in the head work better. And this uh, is why we think we are helping patients with traumatic brain injury. And we have a traumatic brain injury study going. I give lectures to students all the time. And what we're missing in modern healthcare with all this technology that we have is the doctor-patient relationship. And doctors really aren't touching their patients anymore. We're working with the computer, looking at labs, we're working with the EMR. The patient's kind of off in the corner. And osteopathic medicine, osteopathic treatments, integrative medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, acupuncture, everything is patient-centered, patient-focused. It's a hands-on approach to treating the patient. And patients feel better afterwards, and I think that has to lend itself towards the patient satisfaction score. The nature of osteopathic medical training 
where in the first two years there is an intensive amount of teaching on the philosophy that I mentioned briefly and then how you do a structural evaluation and treat, the aspect medical student overcomes the tactile defensiveness very quickly because they have to touch the musculoskeletal system. And we believe that that enhances empathy, that the physician is comfortable touching and dealing in depth with uh, people more than just lab tests and listening with a stethoscope. So uh, that's what we believe uh, is behind the, the rating studies that show that DOs tend to have a better bedside manner. And I would imagine that also translates that osteopathic physicians have less rates of burnout. So as you know, in the United States, there's a highly significant crisis of physician burnout. Over 70% of physicians report compassion fatigue burnout. They're just not able to execute their responsibilities as a physician effectively, and that has adverse effects on their patient treatment. But I think for what you're saying, to maintain the empathy and the compassion would reduce burnout and be able to treat patients more effectively. I want to have enough time to talk about research. Dr. King, I know you've been launched some uh, projects lately. You mentioned vision, you mentioned traumatic brain injury, and I know you have a project on uh, Parkinson's disease launching soon. Could yes. you tell us that about that? That is one of the main benefits of being a faculty at UCSD, is this opportunity to collaborate with world-class researchers. Uh, at Shiley Eye Institute, Dr. Weinreb and Dr. Maderos are collaborating with me on a study to see if osteopathic treatment can lower intraocular pressure in patients with glaucoma. Very exciting pilot study. We've just gotten a grant from the American Osteopathic Association, and I'm collaborating with Dr. Irene Litvan in the Movement Disorders Center and with Vince Filateo, also in the Movement Disorders Center, to study uh, the effect of osteopathic treatment in Parkinson's disease. There are pilot studies that show that the osteopathic treatment improves their gait and balance and equilibrium. And we have a well-designed study, uh, and I'm thankful you are one of our co-investigators, Paul, uh, that we are able to have this uh, be carried out. We, we, one of our collaborators is the ePARC system, David Wing, uh, a state-of-the-art high-tech uh, movement assessment lab. We have 90 subjects, 30 will get the intervention, 30 will get a sham placebo, and 30 will be uh, standard care. So it's a well-powered study, and we will start in September with that. That's very exciting. Look forward to see the outcomes of that project. And uh, Dr. Cristo, I know you've launched an extremely, I'd say, ambitious and exciting, uh, innovative uh, program at the Qualcomm Institute, collaborating with the Qualcomm founding director, Dr. Larry Smarr. And you want to, what, launch an integrative medicine center and evaluation program within the Qualcomm, is that it? Yeah, so Larry Smarr has been a very special patient of mine. He and I have been collaborating on a great variety of projects together. We just presented a keynote lecture for the American Academy of Osteopathy's annual convention, and we co-presented a lecture together. So it was the doctor and the patient on the stage, the art of osteopathic medicine, and the science behind it. And so my interest is really looking at the science, the how, and the why of why osteopathic medicine works, why integrative medicine works. And I think that we have the technology to start proving that in these, this day and age. So I'm collaborating with you know, Dr. Smar, Dr. Ramesh Rao, Dr. Jurgen Schultz, 
David Wing at ePARC and many others at the CalIT2 or the Qualcomm Institute to kind of quantify and see, looking at biomarkers, wearable devices, the microbiome with Rob Knight and his lab, of how we can quantify about the how and the why integrated medicine and osteopathic medicine works. So to give an example is you get an osteopathic treatment, you get an acupuncture treatment, you might get a massage, and afterwards you feel great and you feel better. But what really is that? Why do you feel better? What are the measurable outcomes that we can see? And I think we have the technology now to start proving some of this. So I'd like to infuse all of this technology within the integrative medicine models of healthcare to see if we can combine this art and science to see how things can move forward for the future. That, that's such a great idea. I mean, given the Qualcomm Institute is the home of devices and creating cutting-edge, yeah. innovative devices to measure everything external, internal. You mentioned Dr. Samar. He's mm-hmm. been at the cutting edge of at least quantifying his own mm-hmm. self yep. for the last <laughs> yeah. few decades, including surgical setting as well. Yes. Yeah, he recently had a major surgery where we did 3D MRI slices. We got it in virtual reality. And they were able to pre-plan his surgery with his surgeon in a virtual reality cave before going into the surgery. And then that was called the quantified surgery. And then we did the quantified recovery afterwards where we were measuring. He had healing touch in the hospital. He had acupuncture treatments in the hospital. He started walking as much as he could right afterwards, and he's being treated by Dr. King. And we're measuring all the different outcomes almost on a daily basis with him here. So it's going to be exciting to see what what comes out of this. Indeed. So you just went through a a list of quite a number of integrative modalities. So that was truly an integrative, uh, collaborative care model of uh, patient uh, care and and then uh, care through the recovery phase, which is really what integrative medicine is all about, right? That is whole person medicine. It's supporting the patient in every single domain that comprises a human life, which is very diverse. Later on this month, Mike and I are going to start yet another very exciting potential collaboration, and that's working with the pediatric patient. Um, The history of osteopathic treatment is full of stories of how you can help a child that has had birth trauma uh, overcome difficulties. And so it's called plagiocephaly. One of the problems is plagiocephaly, the crooked heads, the birth canal transit by the fetus results in uh, an imbalanced head. The osteopathic treatment is ideally suited to relieve the pressures of those compressions, and we think uh, it will uh, improve the child's vision, hearing, and cognitive function if we're able to intervene early. And I am very hopeful that Dr. Stellwagen and others that are in the the neonatal ICU uh, service that we can work out an opportunity to evaluate the youngsters who've been at risk. So I'm very excited about the potential for osteopathic intervention here at UCSD. That's very exciting because I know a lot of children with those diagnoses typically wear these helmets, which can help to a degree, but there's also a lot of, say, net more negative downstream effects from those helmets. And if you can correct this very early on through osteopathic manual it's therapy. It's natural. I mean, there's no, uh, it's all, we're, we're, un, we're decompressing these forces naturally. And it's done in accord with the patient's oh, own inner dynamism, the, the, the health and the vitality. We just help that to be manifested in every person, even the young ones. 
One of the things that osteopathic medicine is really good at, as well as other integrative medicine modalities, such as Ayurvedic medicine, yoga interventions, acupunctures, these are very low-tech but high-touch techniques that can have a large impact on public health measures. So one of the an example is one of the referrals that we get a lot is from lactation consultants because small babies aren't able to latch on for a number of reasons. Maybe there's anxiety and a lot of different things, but sometimes it's a structural com- problem. There might be torticollis that the baby might have. There might be misalignment of the jaw, not able to latch on. The baby's not able to breastfeed. A very high-touch, low-tech technique is just realigning those structures so the baby's able to latch on, and therefore you have a breastfeeding baby Osteopathic medicine has much to offer in the neurosciences. We've just touched on that, the balance and equilibrium. All of the wounded warriors with traumatic brain injury uh, need this kind of intervention. We are working with uh, the neurology department here and the concussion clinic. We now have a pilot clinical trial. Uh, The initial results show that the cranial manipulation that we do is reducing the headache duration, the headache intensity, and the frequency of the headaches that are subsequent to having had a concussion. All of our patients so far are motor vehicle accident patients. So it's not just the wounded warriors, it's the traumas of life. And if we are able to have a large-scale clinical trial that shows the benefit of osteoarthritic treatment, I think we can actually change the, the way healthcare is done in the United States to recognize these natural means of the hands-on work that osteopathic physicians do. Dr. Alan Shadaji is at UC San Diego. He's a sports medicine family physician. He's the head of our concussion clinic, and so part of the concussion clinic protocol is to get an osteopathic treatment for every person that has a concussion. Most of the ones that are coming through him are sports-related concussions, and so they make our, their way into our outpatient clinics that we see them to help them get back into playing shape as soon as possible. Thank you. This has been an outstanding discussion. All these exciting, innovative, really cutting-edge domains where you're helping to transform how traditional medicine is typically practiced by bringing in your modalities. Well, thank you, Dr. King, Dr. Creso, for your time. It's been thank enjoyable. You. I'll look forward to another visit.